Here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork pop out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chmielewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. And it's a uh, cold time here in Chicago. What, what time is it? It's cold time. <laughs> it's the temperature and the beer. Mm. That's what you get. Cold time. It's appropriate, man. This is Revolution's latest rollout. Um, they're pushing it. They're pushing it hard, man. Um, this is 4.8 premium lager made in Chicago. Brewed slow and low. Slow and low, just like fucking uh, Arthur Bryan's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like this can, man. Uh, powder blue on one side, dark blue on the other side. Uh, more importantly, it's, it's really easy drinking. Yeah, and 12-pack little cases. I bet there's, is there six-packs, too? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, and 12-ounce cans, which as Metropolitan was closing, I said, I miss this 12-ounce can format, like Fader, which is also a premium lager. Yeah, right. Um, was that, was that was 12, right? Yeah. yeah. You'd want these, like, crushable 4.5% beers, just, like, easy drinking after work, sitting on the deck kind of beers. And nobody wants... A 16-ounce lager. I mean, I don't. You know, it gets warm. Right. Unless you're at, like, Goldfinger or something. Okay. Yeah. you're like, fine. Okay. Right. I guess um, a pint at a bar is on draft, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I want a 16-ounce can? I don't know. I don't know. Then you don't you don't have as many koozies that are 16-ounce koozies. Koozies. Uh, but this beer was originally what draft only at the pub, right? Yeah, I think it was um, a recipe they were developing and kind of uh, a favorite of the employees. And I think they it graduated from that to pub only to cans. Okay, I think that's the story. I actually thought I'm like, is this the same as the beer that they make for Parsons? If you ever go to Parsons, right? Uh, there's a Rev beer, but it's in Parsons uh, font. That's closer uh, to the Rev Pills, right? Yeah, and he actually said that's actually Cross of Gold. Oh. Yeah. So Parsons one is Cross yeah. of Gold? So that's actually like a summer gold meal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's a good beer, too. I like it, too. Yeah. So this is a whole new, this is a whole different thing from that. Yeah. yeah and I thought they were the same, so. Uh, is it strange to roll out like a crushable lager like this in the dead of winter, or do you think it plays off the cold time pretty well? <laughs> Right, um, and then you know, like we probably missed. Well, Super Bowl's coming up. Right? Mm. We're. Uh, I don't know if there's ever a wrong time for this type of beer. That's true. Okay. So maybe that maybe that was their approach. Yeah, and with the you know, Metropolitan closing and those like uh, twelve packs of uh, 
crankshaft you could pick up or any of those like this and faders technically gone for the moment uh this fills that spot that's actually true it's very timely you know um weeks after metro closes here comes chicago's largest independent craft brewery with a, a brand new year round 12 uh 12 can rollout of lagers right that's if pretty metro, good timing if metro wasn't going to close they're about to have uh, another person like cutting in on their like uh, share of the beer market there. Yeah, I think um, we talk about it a lot. It's not, it's not because they didn't. It's not because they only sold lagers that they closed. Because um, we never say that when the other guys closed, when Smiley Brothers closed or Renewal closed or whoever else, we never said they closed because they only sold ales. But. At the same time, a lot of people are making are making lagers. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot more people were making lagers when it right, yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, so you you went and got this, uh, picked it up over at Revolution, and then you grabbed some other things that are coming out, right? Yeah. So I think this is a, a sneaky peek of the last two in the uh, Depot series. So this is on and on, and uh, VSOR Select. On and on, I know a little bit more about. VSR Select, I'm not so sure about. Right, so this is a collaboration that says with Benny's. It's a, what is it? It's a rye, rye ale aged in rye and bourbon barrels. So Benny's must have worked with Revolution or Benny's selected the barrels probably because yeah. that's a lot of the Benny Selects, like whiskeys you kind of see, right? They do. They have a huge uh, program where they do store exclusive picks. Okay. So it sounds like if you do a store pick with Benny's, then Benny's just keep the barrel, and then Revolution took those barrels. Oh, okay. I think in the video they were saying that um, some Sazerac rye barrels in there. That's a Buffalo Trace product. And some other barrels. Sazerac rye and Weller caught my eye. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, but, yeah. Uh, VSOR, so that's extended aging, so that's probably two years compared to the one. Okay. Yeah. So, and... um. What's going on with this label, man? Is that a uh, is that a skeleton of a horse? Uh, yeah, it's like the gravedigger guy with a you know a mallet riding a skeleton horse, which I think is called something else because the skeleton horse with wings. Oh, Pegasus, right? Oh, it's Pegasus. Yeah. yeah. Skeleton oh, so wing. it's just like Ryway, but it's a skeleton version. Yeah. Okay. You know what I saw when I was there? I was saying a little bit in the pre-show that I saw. Um, Double barrel VSOD, the uh, hot ticket item from like last month or two months ago. I saw that in the cooler, but then I also saw Dread and Breakfast in the cooler, hmm. which I think I like that one just as much as any of them. Dread and Breakfast was the coffee one. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So I haven't been over to Rev in a little bit, so I probably yeah. need to correct that. I did ask them about, um, what do you call it, the wrestling thing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where's it going to be physically in this room? He's like, yeah, we're, we're clearing everything out. So the, obviously they're not moving the bar, but yeah. all that other stuff, even the barriers, like when you look to the right, you see the huge flag, there's kind of these wooden uh, pillars that mm-hmm. are there. They're moving that out. Oh. So they're moving everything out so they can make room for this ring. Oh, shit. Yeah, so okay. So the guys are pretty stoked about it. All right. Nice. Um, and then there's also this on and on part three. This is a collaboration with uh, Half Acre, correct? Yeah. And they've all been. So I, if I got it right, I think the first one was... Rev, the second one was Half Acre, and this one is Rev again. Was anyone asking for number three? Because two, I remember one being good, two was not great. One was, 
an Imperial Rye Porter. They're all barrel aged. One was an Imperial Rye Porter. Two was a barley wine made at half acre. Yeah. <laughs> three, well, three is this one. Okay. So it just says double barrel aged stout. Side note, and we probably touched on this last week. I think, as much as I love half acre, I think there's more volatility in their releases. Right, mm-hmm. like even if rev, even if some of the rev stuff has the same profile, it's the same level of enjoyment. Right. Okay. With Half Acre, it's it's a it's a wild ride. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. You, right. It like, could be a 500 foot home run, or it could be something like you know what? I'm glad I only got five ounces. Of right. This. Like a Orin could be great. I, and, I love Orin. And then another one comes out, and you're like, that shouldn't have. Uh, came out or that's not a special release like what are you guys doing why isn't it as good as the last one i wonder i mean yeah they, I, what am i trying to say i don't know but I, I think they but they're throwing stuff at the wall trying to make stuff yeah, everybody's trying to come out with something new and exciting and different right and Rev I, doesn't have to fuck around with these deep woods they're like you're gonna like them that's right and, and i think they're sticking closer to the vest right like they're doing the things that they do good Right. The only thing, the only time they really step out of the, this little their comfort zone, I would say, is probably ingredient wise, is probably what vanilla or honey jacket. Right. But or for the, the most part, some of the fruit berry ones. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Just I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just glad we're in a town where we have crews that we like, and then we can kind of nitpick on the differences between the crews. I think yeah. that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is just a double stout. I don't. I don't even know how I feel about like everything that goes on with these because they're weird ass labels. One had like mush. Did the last two have like mushrooms on them? And even um, they even come with their own glass, which also has a mushroom on it. But there's no mushroom in this beer. I don't understand the mushroom. Um, I tried to ask about the mushroom, and I think the Rev guys are like, "Well, yeah, that, those are some favorite guys that did the mushroom thing." I don't understand what it means. Right. I was, it was probably told to me, and then it, and I just didn't understand it, so I still don't understand it. But I think there's going to be mushroom in it every time I open. Whenever we open the other on and ons, I was like, I don't really want a beer that has mushrooms in it. There's mushrooms on a can. So yeah. Who made the mushroom beer? Um, sketchbook. That yeah, they're stout with mushrooms in it. Some kind of sugar cap mushrooms, and yeah. when you boil them, they smell like syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. Yeah. That was good. That but was pretty good. Other than that, I've never had a mushroom beer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Brad's really thrown off by the mushrooms. Probably Scratch probably has made oh, a mushroom Oh, yeah, here. Chantrell Mushrooms from fucking Scratch. You okay. are, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Which, probably good reason no one uh, remembers that. Either. That's a weird-ass beer. I'm glad there's no mushrooms in these beers. <laughs> oh, so on and on part three. On the label it says double barrel aged stout. And what I think it is is this is the one where they took two different beers and aged them separately and then blended them together. Okay. And one is more pale malt like a barley wine, and the other one was a um, a, a drier component, um, a stout. Okay. So I think we talked about this before because they, they were really, I think it was actually kind of interesting to hear about because I think um, the barley wine actually benefits from being in a barrel more. It changes, it oxidizes, and it goes from being bready to like caramely, right, mm-hmm. and figgy, right? Um that process happens if you take a barley wine and put it in a uh, young barrel, four-year-old barrel, and let it sit for like a full year. But then you take the stout and you do something a little different. A stout doesn't necessarily benefit as much. So you put it in an older barrel 
get yeah. these big, crazy oak and bourbon notes and sit in there for a much smaller amount of time. And then you blend them together. So I don't know if they, I don't, I think that's a new thing for them. That, okay. So that's, cause you're right. Double barrel is, it's kind of. Depending on the brewer, it, it could be a totally different thing. Like in the Goose case, double barrel is, hey, we aged a year in this barrel, put another barrel. The right. whole, the whole. And that's, <laughs> we, doubled, we barreled that twice, or it could just be half this beer was in one barrel, half was in another barrel. Like a that's, different type of barrel. That's technically a double barrel. Right. So double barrel, or um, DBA from Firestone Walker, I think those are like fresh oak, like neutral oak barrels. Right. So. And then I think they're putting another barrel. For like a short amount of time or something. Yeah. So there's no uniform way to do double barreling. Right. It's all over. It could be any, it could be anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive into that at some point. I don't know. I feel like it's not high on my list. And I don't know who was asking for it, but it's out here. On and on three and VSOR. Select. The 26th. Both. Oh, so they're both coming out the release same day, kind of yeah. same party. Okay. Pre-sale twenty third. Okay. Uh, release uh, launch party twenty six. Nice, cool. So. Nice. So that was your stop this week. Uh, I I made one stop. I was over at uh, Hidden Hands or not Hidden Hands. <laughs> still life, drinking mm-hmm. some Hidden Hands in Salamoth. Salamoth doing business as still hands. <laughs> oh, Hidden Hands. Hidden uh, Hands, uh, champions of Fogo. Yeah. Hands. Buddy messaged me on Sunday that like super super cold day. I had already committed to just staying home and not going anywhere. He's like, "Oh, going to Middlebrow for lunch," and I was mm. like, "I'm not going to that." Mm. He's like, "Oh, but I think there's another spot over there." I'm like, "Oh, Still Life. I'll come to Still Life. Tell me when you're done at Middlebrow." That's funny. So <laughs> you didn't do the hop? No. They're like three blocks apart, if that. Probably yeah. less than, less, probably like You can like block. look at it. I drove past it to have to park at Still Life, and I was like, no thank you. Mm. What if it was pizza day at uh, at the old... Nah. No, still? Just no, um, no I think they bro. got a... They said they had a barbecue pizza. I think the pizza's a little overrated at the old... Uh, it's all middle bro. overrated. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so I'm is, commenting on the pizza. So this is why I skipped it and just decided to go to Still Life, which is a great uh, other option over there. Good hang. Um, I'd rather hang out at Still Life than Little Bro. But it was way too cold to be out that day, and we sat inside Still Life with jackets on because you know people would come in and out of the door, and it's not the biggest place, so it's cold. It was cold. Yeah, you're insane. We're talking negative eight in Chicago. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's not normal Chicago winter. But I was like, I, I guess, I don't yeah. know why you guys are going out. I would say every few years we get some good negative eight. Yeah. Uh, but first beer I got there was uh, something called like Cosmic Bunny. Mm-hmm. Big hazy thing. I hadn't had <laughs> since we did uh, the Salamoth Juice the other week, this was even juicier and bigger than that, and it was kind of strange having that beer after I haven't had one in like a really long time. Oh, you mean, are you talking about the Juice collab with the Alarmist? With, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like a sick hazy, fucking double IPA. Yeah. Double dry hop, double IPA. Yeah, hidden hands kind of thing. 
And then I did pick up some cans, which we'll probably do maybe next week on the show, but uh, we've been doing a lot of solemn oath and hidden hands because you were just there recently. I was there um, for Valdor and hung out and drank some Valdor, which I think was on premise only. Yeah. Well, the okay one that won at Fobab is on premise only, which is actually kind of a smart move. And then the um, the non OKH version you can get and take it to go. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot lately, man. Um, because you know when Cantillon does a drop at uh, you go to Beer Temple, you have to drink it there. Okay. So I'm starting. To, you're starting to see that a little bit more. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Kind of yeah. helps. Um, but yeah, we've been going hard on Salamos really since like I think I posted some pictures on like Christmas drinking Valdor, and so we've just been. Solomoth hidden hands nonstop this year. We're the Solomoth official, unofficial Solomoth podcast. Half Acres out. We were the official Half Acre podcast. Then Old Irving for a minute. We had an Old Irving run. Yeah. And now we're on. Now we're on the on the Solomoth. Yeah. Those are three places that if any anytime anywhere anybody said you want to go, I I would be down to go to. Except this Rev too, which we do a lot of Rev. We do drink a lot of Rev. Um, I'm a big fan of Rev. They got a rye um, stout called Repo Man. Um, that oh. might be coming out. That I might, I might want some of that. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, ended the little afternoon at Still Life with a with a Lou hmm. to close out the day. A little five dollar Kolsch. Yeah. Is the Kolsch gradually shrinking every time you order it? Yeah. Yeah. It used to be. <laughs> it used to be like I don't know. Might have been twelve. It used to be like a giant Stein for five dollars. When I was a then... kid, the Big Mac was way bigger than <laughs> yeah. it is now. When I was tiny. <laughs> I was gonna say they did a collab with Phase Three. I don't know if you if it's on or if you tried it. It's um. I didn't notice it. It was uh, what was it? It was orange. It was a stout. Okay. But it was a stout with some like orange in it. Oh, there was a few stouts that were like fifteen percent. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. First off, it's freezing out. I don't know if this ice, what's happening outside. I'm staying as sharp as I can be. I mean, you went out, man. You're a trooper. Yeah. I, yeah. But that was my only stop. That sounded like your only stop with this cold weather, so it makes sense. Yeah, man. So we just went to our old. Haunts our old our old favorites, right? <laughs> right, it's that's just, true. It's funny. Uh, in the news, there was this uh, Metropolitan thing we're talking about loggers and Metro. Yeah. And so, what happened? Everything got auctioned off, or just the IP, or what there, was this auction that happened? There's a similar auction happening for at the end of the month for um, the IP for, um, um, goddamn, San Francisco. Anchor. Anchor. Anchor okay. is offering is auctioning off all their uh, IP assets. Okay. Um, so it's uh, you know it's a brewer, it's a brewer auction. You know I think the uh, it's a brewer auction and uh, equipment company is acting as auctioneer. Okay. So they're auctioning off equipment and in this case equipment and IP. But this is a crew that I think when you look at the website it, it looks like they traditionally just auction off um, brewing equipment. Okay. Yeah. So Metro had a thirty barrel brew house, but then every little individual thing that was there was also being auctioned off. Okay. You Separately? Know, exactly. Not all one not all one killer hammer price. But like, you know, you could just buy the pallet. I mean, you could just buy pallets of cans. You could just buy a, a forklift. You could just buy, you know, centrifuge, um mm. uh jacket and fermenter. You can buy the uh brew tanks and or you could buy the brew house separately from the fermenters. So what'd you buy? Oh, shit. You know, I thought about buying the robots. Oh, they were on there? I'm I'm in a condo. I can't justify buying fucking Fritz. And whatever the other robot, the girl. What did robot. the robots go for? I didn't see that. I only took pictures of uh, 
the brewing equipment. Okay. So Metro had two size uh, fermenters. They had some 120 barrel fermenters, and then they had some uh, 60 barrel fermenters. Okay. It looks like the 120 barrel fermenters sold for almost seven grand. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the brew house sold for 15 grand. That's cheap, man. Yeah. That thing's probably like double or triple that price if you were yeah. to buy it new. Um, who's investing in beer these days, though? All right, all right, that's true. So, but this also means that stuff is leaving that place. Like, we were kind of thinking someone could just come in and buy up everything. It seems that way. It seems that way. Unless the people that bought it are... Because, you know, the brew house for 15 grand, it costs nine grand in moving fees. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a lot of cash here. Um, oh, but the IP sold. The IP sold for uh, more than anything else. Okay. And yeah. the IP includes name, logos, trademarks. Yeah, trademarks for all the beers. All the logos, recipes, um, all the recipes, best practices on how to brew recipes. Um, yeah, that sold for quite a bit. Yeah, sold for like over 100 grand, like 112 grand. There were like 150 bids. I never thought twice about looking at a brewery auction, but I happened to hear about it. I happened to log in, and I'm like, oh shit. Hmm. So it was just, it was interesting to see. So the idea that um, it would be brewed again somewhere is sounds like it is alive and well. Some you don't drop 115k just to say you own it. I guess uh, my thought would be someone has a name that's very close, or they needed to change it. That they're like, oh well, we can just like uh, tighten up our name. We are like, uh, I don't know, Columbus Metropolitan Beer Company. Oh, so a crew that had a janky ass name, and now they're just going to be Metro Brewing. Yeah. And now they can be Metropolitan Brewing and kind of take over all that. Upgrade their name. We've seen something similar to this before. Um, well, the Beta Brow Project, right? That was two guys that were fans of Beta Brow. Yeah. Um, they, went and, they went and bought the IP. They tracked down the original yeast strain from some retired Stroh's brewer in <laughs> fucking Canada. And they started making a beer again. Um, and then when they... Uh, but oh, that was a, that was the second time around, you know, the one that we know yeah. about. But before that, Goose bought the Bader Brow strain in like '88. Okay. And they made uh, Bader Brow Pilsner. They won a medal at World Beer Cup, and then they just changed the name to like Goose Pilsner. Okay. Um, up in Milwaukee, uh, Eagle Park Brewing, which is kind of the microphone of uh, Milwaukee, basically. When MKE closed, they bought MKE's IP. So on occasion, they rolled out MKE beers. Yeah. So. But see, this didn't work for Beta Brow two times in a row. Yep. You roll out Beta Brow, or three times, it fails, or does it fail? I guess, yeah, it fails. So uh, why, it some... why would you roll out, in Chicago again, Metropolitan Brewing? Like, no one's gonna be like, oh, I thought this closed. I'm gonna drink this. I didn't drink this beer before. Let's drink it this time. That's why I don't think the people who bought it are beer people. Oh. Right? A beer person is betting. There's no local beer person that's going to bet on them knowing how to sell Metro beer in Chicago better than the guys who founded it. Beer people, I don't think beer people are going to take that challenge on. Right? Because if you got that kind of coin, you would just expand your own lines. Your own brewery. This is the same thing that if we believe, and we, let's, we don't know them. So if we believe what other half and the Remova Theater are saying in Pilsen about Bridgeport, they're saying, hey, we asked a bunch of Chicago breweries, Chicago land breweries, and no one took us up on it. 
if we're to believe that to be true, and I, I kind of believe it's true, then those same breweries are probably preoccupied with their own shit. That's so they're not buying another IP. You know? Could. Even if they could, right? They're not buying another IP. Yeah, could Doug or Tracy take out a, a new loan from someone, go and buy all the stuff on auction to get it all back cheaper? And then go set up shop somewhere else away from the asshole landlord. Right, or just come back in with like debt-free equipment and be like, okay, we got a new... New terms now. And then they have, a, they have a silent partner that assumed uh, some of the debt from the auction. Right. And now they're off and running again. I always thought, side note, I always thought this is what Goose would do. Because, all right, so sure, Goose is on Sawshed, which is actually on Goose Island. And the original Goose was not on Goose Island. I always thought when they sold, and whatever that was, 2010, that eventually, you know, when the non-compete went away, they would get the band back together and build an actual brewery on Goose Island. I thought that's what they would do. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm holding out hope that that's how the Metro story ends. But we just want that space to come back as a brewery um, and hang out there. If we weren't buying Metro beer at Binnie's or Capone's or wherever to drink. So The bet was, so Metro was in Ravenswood and near Koval, much smaller space, mm-hmm. no tap room. The bet was, from Metro's standpoint, hey, people love our beer. Um, and it's good, let's get into a bigger space with the tap room, and then let's have a ton of uh, capacity and, and sell more beer in the market, right? So whoever bought this IP, is that what they're going to do? They're just going to attack the same market and try to sell beer when when I, maybe Metro was running into some trouble doing that? Right. When breweries are closing, Nick thinks there'll be less breweries <laughs> in Illinois this year. So why would you? Because yeah. you're a dude who has money. And you've never owned a brewery or made beer, and you're making that bet from the outside of the beer world. So your other your other half guy, for Ramona Theater. I think guy. you're. I think the the kind of person who would make that bet is a guy from another industry looking at this and saying, "Hey, we could this could work." And 112k ain't a lot of money to me for assets. Yes. IP right. So that like, means- I saw how many people were in here. They must have just been doing something wrong. I think I can do it, right? Right. How else do you explain it? Like, who else? Who else is doing this? It all just seems, you know. And mind you, we don't have, you know. I think uh, you know, we don't own breweries. So. No, we wildly speculate <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, it's fun. It's fun to think about. So, but I don't know. But it's gonna ride again. Somewhere, somehow, and it will the metro the recipes. Uh, which beer would you want to see come back the most? Are they making a generator with the fucking coffee again? That's my jam. Release <laughs> <laughs> that in cans. That's my jam. Figure out a way to get that nitro thing. I mean, left hand figured it out. Guinness, you know, since you got so much money, since you're dropping 115 k. All off. these coffee places have. Nitro? nitro coffee. Can. It doesn't even have a nitro thing in it. it. Just says nitro coffee. I think it's just something when you pour it out, it gets all foamy. It's the little no, they don't have a little ball in it. No, like Big Shoulders has nitro coffee cans. But I mean, is beer different though? I mean, is a, is it the presence of alcohol change how you do that? I don't Possibly. Know. Um, so that's what I want to see. Since you got so much goddamn money, put the generator in cans. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But to be honest with you, man, like, and I hate, you know, I don't need to be trite towards Ventral because I really like the, the whole thing. But 
we were drinking in Oktoberfest. We had the lineup. Sergio was here. We had 30 of them or whatever. And the Metro one was in the middle of the road. And the year before that, it was our control. It was, right. our, it was the version. It was low this past year. And, you know, when we went on the To Say Goodbye and, did you know, recorded, I was drinking the Doppelbach all night. And, you know, I was in a good mood. I bought some Doppelbach to go. I drank the Doppelbach out of a Metro Stein when I got home. And it was not the same experience that it was on there was There was a canning problem. Sweeter, more cereal forward, like grain. It just wasn't the same. And I was like, damn. You know, maybe it was a little different lately. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd rather... Grab a twelve pack of Fader or Cold Time than I would Crankshaft or a Flywheel. Yeah. At this point. So, we'll see. Um, well, I can't. Yeah. I'd be surprised if another brewery picked it up. You know. Well, let me rephrase that. I'd be surprised if a local Chicago brewery decided, hey, you know, once a month we're going to release um, Metro because we own the brand. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that happened. What about Sipes? 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 Mm-hmm. Did that... Was that separate and Metro was just brewing the beers? Yeah. Did... If you, well, if you look at the... Um, if you look at the trademark, um, it didn't It didn't include Sipes. Metro IPs, it didn't include Sipes. Mm-hmm. It just included all their beers. Okay. Yeah, and Sipes was But I wonder if the Sipes recipes were included. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, because they probably for sure developed those recipes. Right. Yeah. Or was that Sipes recipes then? Mm. I think it was... Because um, we've met them before at the Oktoberfest party. And I think Doug, well, Doug kind of mentioned it, one of them, because they had two Sipes releases, mm-hmm. um, and the second one, the darker one, was like reimagined. Yeah. Doug reimagined the recipe, so they didn't really have... They had, they had loosely defined what it should be. So that, that person didn't get those? Hmm. No, so Sipes might ride again. Separately. <laughs> a third time for Sipes. <laughs> this, you know, so we saw, we talked about Bader Brow. In Indiana, Indianapolis, Sun King has um, a couple of lager brands that they brought back. Okay. Um, like okay. some stuff meant to die. Now you sound like Steve Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> Let it but, die, Nick. Let it die. But these things, historically, and, and this is just our lens of craft beer, and maybe a little bit before it, so we'll say 90s. From the 90s until now, there's never a good track record of these brands that went extinct coming back having much more success than they did when they were alive the first time. There's no there's no precedent that that's going to happen. Right. You know, so. And I think that's, that's probably what you'll see here. It'll come back and then it'll, you know. It'll die again. It won't be as fun as the first one. It sure. won't be fun as the first yeah. time around. Uh, you mentioned Steve Hamburg, and I saw Dovetail did an event with the hot poker. Oh, shit. I did see that. It was one of those super cold days, though. Oh, it was. Yeah, I was like, uh, I missed that. I, they but I didn't been. know they were doing it, and I think I needed to know a little bit ahead more time. I think they may try to do it again. I would love to try the hot poker so this thing. is for anyone listening or watching, this is when uh, you basically heat up a poker and you put it in the beer and kind of swirl it around it makes it all foamy and frothy gives it kind of a, a smoky warmth to it yeah it kind of makes it, it changes the um complexion of it completely just fucking like rambo lay it up i would have totally gone to that it's, yeah. and it was a roush beer night so there were smoked beers from our history there were other guest drafts and it was like a dark roush beer night shit uh yeah maybe some of that stuff's still on but probably not the poker Man, 
Um, I did see that they they used uh, repurposed uh, dovetail handles to make the pokers. Oh. So maybe the poker's like part of their thing now, right? Like maybe you just roll in and... Be like, give me a poke? And they poke you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get poked up in here. What's going on? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I've only seen that once and I was when Ely opened and this was like fucking long, long ago. I know. But yeah, Steve Hammer was in Dovetail's video oh, yeah. of him videoing it happening. Shout out to uh, little Stevie Hamburg. <laughs> I really like that guy. Uh, yeah. well, the only other thing we saw this past week was Dark Lord Day 100. Or what? <laughs> 20? 20, right. Dark Lord Day 20. Fobab Sorry, recently that. did 20, and now Dark Lord's doing 20. Fobab 20. So Dark Lord's been around as long as Fobab? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That, math, I, that math doesn't math. I didn't uh, <laughs> I, I didn't go to Dark Lord in the beginnings, you know? I missed the first few Dark Lords. And when he talked about, I think the first year I went was Green Wax, 2010, and the pub was open. But by that point, there had been Dark Lords in like 2000, uh, in the mid-2000s. Oh, and I didn't okay. go to any of those. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I saw this announcement. I didn't know how I felt about this, just because it's like I feel like the last one. It I think it went over very well, but Um, it wasn't as big or exciting for I think the beer world. I think um, even with the phase three thing, I'm at phase three a lot, but then you know, kind of joke on my way to phase three, like oh, I'm going to the annual celebrate for sweet beers and kids, right? Sure. And, you know, I think, you know, you just get to a point where you're like, hey, is this still my thing? There's uh, bar- there's amazing barely beers that come out all year long. The guys we're drinking today are part of the reason that is. But it's like the idea of marching down to Munster for a Dark Lord, this, this beer with low drinkability with a bunch of metalheads. I mean, you have to decide if that's something you're still into after like 10 years. Sure, yeah. So maybe that's, maybe that's what gotta, we're experiencing. you got to get home. And there's a bottle share aspect, and so it's a it's a time. Yeah, to it's be a good thing. Um, I was at the last one; I had a great time. Um, the bottle share is the best piece. What I, my big takeaway from Dark Lord Day last year was that as much as um, I used to think Dark Lord was sweet, I had a Phase Three next to a Dark Lord, and the Phase Three was way sweeter. Oh, okay. Way sweeter. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Dark Lord that's a tradition. Uh, I never know any of the bands. Right. I think they just announced the date. No bands yet, right? Just that the date. This is the date for it, which if you look at that date, that means that week end or the next week should be Illinois Craft Beer Week. That's true. I think... Um, which then we're just getting in the summer. Yeah. We, all we got to do is hold on. You know, <laughs> this week, the uh, the equipment truck for the White Sox with all their gear uh, took off for Arizona this week. Okay. All we got to do is hang on, man, and it'll be spring training in no time. And it'll be St. <laughs> Patty's Day, spring. It's coming. We sure. just got to hang on. Right. Okay. Uh, you think you're going to go to Dark Lord this coming year? I'm old, man. Okay. You know? I'm I old. know you didn't do your donuts last year. I didn't do my donuts. Um, I went to, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a lot, you know. And I was sure. kind of bummed out. I was kind of bummed out that um, well, they, well they they swapped out the coffee maker, 
So it's two employees that left uh, Three Floyds. And they make coffee, like, basically across the street from... Oh, there. right. So it's not dark matter anymore. Yeah, it's beamed me up. Yeah. Um, I went over there. I couldn't find the beans. Um, hmm. I'm more excited about the distillery opening, I think, than I am Dark Lord Day. Okay. But that's just me. You know? Now, I said all that, and then if... if Come she, April, uh, Nick, uh, will, uh, Nick will be there. I'll probably be there. Yeah. Fine. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up, get out of here? I think that was all um, I saw. I think that's it, man. Oh, Best Friends 2. Oh, Best Friends Turn 11? Yeah. Um, at the... Bottle and Cans, Beguile. You rated this as one of the best parties good, of the year. Dude, that was a good hang. What's the date? Do we... uh, yeah, what is the date? Um, we can pull I think it up they posted it on their Facebook, so this is, again, Beguile and uh, Bottle. Bottles and Cans, bottles which is cans. a bottle shop not too far from Bottles, not too far from Beguile. But, um, yeah, Best Friends Turn 10. Um, why wouldn't Beguile have this on their feed, man? It should be in oh. their events section. Yeah. Oh, Best Friends Turn 11, February 17th. Yeah. So, because I've been to, um, we've been to this place before, right? We went. Uh, we've been for Brew Year's Eve. Right. It's so, the uh, Chicago Artifacts. Yeah. Artifacts. Yeah. So I've been there for Brew Year's Eve. You know, I've been there for. There was a Basil Hayden Friendsgiving one year, um, and then I've been there for this. But I, oh, um, the Chicago Time Out Awards are usually at this thing, so I've been there for that. Okay. Um, oh, but out of all the things I've been to, that was the best party I've been to out of all those things, and that's that definitely stood out for me. Okay. That's a good hang. They got um. You know, they had like 30 breweries. All the guys who work at the breweries were pouring, which was cool. Um, and then behind that, there was a fucking whiskey library. And then there's a cocktail bar making cocktails with Beguile stuff. And then there's like bands all day. There's a food truck, fucking atrium outside with a bunch of fucking food trucks. There's like a video game room. It is, it is something. But that's coming up fast, one month away. Yeah. That was good. So it's not even that far away. Shit. Oh, all right. So, uh, Get your tickets for that, or when if they're on sale, or when they're on sale. Um, I don't think you want to miss it this time. Yeah, um, it, it's like a it's like a party in someone's mansion, <laughs> right? That's how I felt. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, then I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode. We'll have to we'll dive into some deep woods and on and on soon. Um, but yeah, I'll do it. Take care. Cheers.